next. Good evening. SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Busy, busy show. We're going to be chatting to Barack FC. They are staying up after winning uh, the promotion relegation playoff uh, tournament this past weekend. We'll also be talking to the South African Football Players Union, a story that surfaced once again this weekend. And we'll, be get, uh, we'll get the latest on who's going where in the South African football scene as we catch up with the editor of Kickoff Magazine. But up uh, first on the PSL radio show, Second Jalo, let's uh, find out uh, what the mood is like in the Barack FC camp. It's time for the PSL Radio Show For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League Fixtures, results and all the latest news Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League PSL Radio Show It was another great game of football this weekend, all part of the PSL promotion relegation tournament. It all wrapped up and it went down to the final match, which I think is brilliant. Black Leopards obviously picking up a win midweek last week, taking it to the final clash against Baraka FC this weekend. And it was Baraka who were victorious and they will stay in the Absa Premiership next season. We join now. Uh, by their uh, media uh, and uh, spokesperson, uh, Jimmy Ngobeni. Jimmy, welcome on to SAFM this evening. Congratulations. Uh, as a club, you guys must be celebrating. You must be pretty chuffed. Very much happy about what has happened through over the weekend when we came our premiership status. Thank you very much. Jimmy, it's always tough. I mean, particularly after a long season and, and for a team like Barocca who doesn't have the biggest of squads, it, it must be pretty tough to, to have to battle it out in a, in a, in a sort of three-team tournament like this to, to retain your status. It, it, it can't be easy. Yeah, it has been tough because we understand that we are, as Barocca football, we are at the limit. We just joined the PPSL last season and this year was our orientation year. But from now on, we'll have to adjust and try to make other teams in the PSL in terms of playing stuff and in terms of uh, tactics. Jimmy, as far as the, the sort of baptism by fire, going into the PSL and then, and then struggling it out and, and obviously retaining your, your, your status, it, it's a big jump up from the National First Division. And, and teams like Stellenbosch and, and Black Leopards, as, as much as they've done well in the NFD this season, to make that step up and, and beat a team like Brock, who, who fair enough have been bottom of the log, but you, you're playing against top opposition week in and week out, your level of football has improved despite finishing bottom of the log since you were playing National First Division. Would, would, would you say that's a, a fair assessment of, of the way things are right now? No, I, according to us, you understand that we we played against this kind of teams when we were still in the NFD, and we have to learn from our bigger brothers in the PSL. Then it is very much, yeah, so a certain way we say it's unfair, but to us, it's it, it measures whether the teams can qualify and make their counterparts in the PSL. That's why at the bottom team has to play against them to show if they can beat that, then they can qualify the PSL. It's very much fair. Jimmy, as far as the, the sort of tournament, do you think that's the right way to do it? Should it be a case of the top three sides from the NFD come up, the bottom three of the, the Premiership go down, or, or is this sort of tournament the way to, to, to separate and, and, and keep teams up or, or, or keep teams down? I'll support the system. I'll support the system that the, 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 the team, if all the teams coming from the PSL must compete with the teams who are supposed to be promoted to the NFD so that we can see whether they can match 
the standard of PSL. Don't just go to PSL and enter the, the, the next season, you become demoted. That will be very much Jimmy, where to? Where to from here? Uh, obviously, a season break now, bit of bit of time off, and uh, a chance to sort of rest weary bodies, I'm sure. But as a club, uh, have you have you started looking ahead to the next season, or is it still too soon? Are you still reveling in the in the in the excitement of of the win this past weekend? Only the players will go off and get the rest. But the Tinker team, together the management, will sit down, assess the reports from the Tinker team, and start. From there, where are we going? We have to reinforce the team because everything is making reinforcement. Even us as Baroka will do the same. Try to look for the players we need from other teams or from uh, our reserve side which need to be promoted. So that when we resume with the second term of the season, we must be much ready. We have realized that if you don't start now, you start late and all best players will be signed by other teams. We have started. We have already on the lookout for players as I'm speaking. I was going to ask you that. Staying and keeping your your, your PSL uh, status, there's obviously a, a big financial benefit to doing that as opposed to playing National First Division. Are you looking to bolster your squad? Is there anyone on the radar? Do you have any players leaving? What's, what's the status at the moment? I can't mention that now because we are still going to assess the Kikai team report. They, they, they just submitted the report today in the office that the management will sit down, go through the report and their recommendation, which we will follow and we will promise them that we will get exactly what they need. Jimmy, that step up from National First Division to, to the PSL is, is big. What, what are some of the things that, that you guys as a club have learnt this season that, that you hope to improve on next season? You understand that uh, uh, we, we thought that coming to uh, the Premier Soccer League, it's a walk in the park, but we have to realize, we realize that it's not as easy as that. We have to, to, to beef up the squad. We have to regularly assess the single team reports monthly. So, and as management, we must put our eye on the ground, uh, our ear on the ground and the eye on the field and see what the team are team is doing and come back and assess and try to motivate and get other professionals in terms of Backing the the the, the team. Jimmy, I have to ask. There's been lots of talk uh, about uh, obviously Thunder Royal Zulu who have uh, who have gained uh, promotion from the NFD, but there's talk about their status being bought. What, what is, from a club's your, uh, Baroque FC perspective? What, what are your thoughts on 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 a team being able to do that? You get relegated, and because you've got deep pockets, you just buy a team's uh, status in in the league. Do you, do you think it's the, the right way to go about things? According to us, that's my personal, according to me, it's my personal view. It's not fair to the community of, of, of Tanda Zulu to be supporting the team and eventually the team got bought and moved away from where the people have been supporting. It's not fair. Like what we did as Baraka people, we never bought status. We just started from the scratch and get promotion. And that's why we still have got our supporters who came with us up to here. It's not fair to the children. I think the teams which strive for promotion must take where they are, their home base and their home supporters must enjoy the benefits of being promoted. You talk about your fans that have stuck with you through thick and thin. Uh, a message for them. Obviously, it was it was difficult times uh, this season, but uh, you've managed to keep your head above water and you're going to be staying in the PSL. Uh, a message for the, the fans and, and, and what you want them to know for next season? Yeah, our fans must stick with us, support us, because we'll do what they need. You can 
from next season, they need at least a trophy from us, which we are trying by all means to strengthen the squad so that we must compete against the big boys of the league in terms of uh, playing personnel. So that at the end of the day, they must have something to smile about. Well, fantastic. Uh, Jimmy Ngobeni, the spokesperson for the Baraka Football Club, thank you so much for your time this evening. Much appreciated and congratulations once again on, on winning that uh, relegation promotion tournament and uh, keeping your status for, for the 2017-2018 season. Yeah, thank you very much. Hope we meet next time and start talking about people and motivating the supporters together, the players, to come to the stadium, watch the games, fair play, supporters support and eventually bring the good results. Thank you very much. PSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. It is the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo, and an interesting article in yesterday's uh, Citizen uh, about a goalkeeper who's uh, signs for Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, he's their, their, their third-string goalkeeper, earning a wage of 5,000 rand a month. And so uh, we were thinking about it, and it's not a lot of money, and particularly a team like Kaiser Chiefs, who uh, a lot of people who think they are flush with cash, and if Kaiser Chiefs are paying 5,000 rand a month, what are some of the smaller clubs playing? And we thought we'd get someone from the South African Football Players Union on the show tonight uh, to chat to us a little bit about it. Just so you know, we did put our feelers out to Kaiser Chiefs to ask uh, for some comment from them. They did, however, say it was the off-season. They they don't want to comment, uh, and they will comment next month when uh, things start winding up again. So hopefully we will get some answers from them. But Tulakhanyo Khosrobelwe from uh, the South African Football Players Union. This uh, General Secretary joins us now. Tulakhanyo, welcome on to SAFM this evening. Thanks for, for your time, and uh, it's good to catch up. Hey, it's good to catch up indeed, uh, but I'll be the, at a very sad time, Brett. You know, I, I heard you saying that a very interesting uh, article, but sadly so, you know. I mean, uh, I'm not surprised if Chiefs doesn't want to comment now. I know that what they want to do, they want to correct uh, this thing and come back later on and tell us that it was good. That would not make it any right uh, whatsoever. But yeah, well, it's good to be chatting with yourself. So, honey, let's let's just talk generally before we we talk about this case in particular. Is there a minimum wage for footballers in in South Africa? Well, unfortunately, we don't have any minimum wage in South Africa. Safe to say, in um, 2012, we signed a collective bargaining agreement. I mean, well publicised. We agree on a number of items, 24 of them, including the minimum wage. We were supposed to have discussed this issue and bury it. But unfortunately, the clubs have got no interest. They are so arrogant that they would not even want to talk about the issues that uh, concern the players. Because, you see, minimum wage, and especially the salary of the player, it's a, very, it's a material fact of the a player's employment. And uh, more so, we're talking of a professional play, uh, at last year. We, we have said, look, the best way of dealing with this issue of players getting uh, slave wages is for us to have a minimum wage so that we empower the players, in particular those players who come from your, your development, who come from the uh, SAB League or SAFA Leagues, you know, amateur ranks. They have no power whatsoever to negotiate. We had said, let us have 35,000 rand in the Premier Soccer League. It is a player when they sign a contract. They will know that they'll be taking 35,000 home. And for the National First Division, we had said, let it be 18,000 rand. And we understand sucking these figures, by the way. We had done a research which told us, look, it is very possible 
for us to have such figures. And we wanted to engage with the league, you know, on this matter to say, look, let us discuss these issues and talk about them. But they have no interest whatsoever. Sakhania, I, I mean, I, I just look at this one in particular, and, and I, I don't care what sort of line of work you're in. I mean, it's great that we, we're talking football, but, I mean, 5,000 rand, we, we've seen it across the board in South African society. I, I don't know, and, and there are millions of people who live on less than 5,000 rand a month, and, and it does not make it right. But you, you cannot expect someone, and particularly, like you say, playing in the Premier Soccer League, yes, he's the, the, the third-choice goalkeeper, to, to, to be able to live on, on a wage of 5,000 rand a month. That's pathetic to say the least. I mean, look, firstly, before you can even talk of buying your own bread and groceries or what, there's transportation issues there. How does this player survive from time to time? The the inflation rate, you know, every day and age. But more so that this person is playing in the professional league, a league that was celebrating just the other day, 10 years, telling us that they have empowered the lives of the players. But here's the sad thing. Everybody and all stakeholders, you know, most all stakeholders, and I can put uh, my neck on the block, you know, have their lives have improved as a result of this uh, relationship between uh, Supersport and the league. The commercial aspect of things, they have improved. You call them the journalists, your commentators and so forth. They are living much better. Only the players continue to be uh, at the end of the food chain. It can never be correct. This is immorally correct. This is uh, whichever way you want to look at it, Brett. It cannot be correct that the players are aiming that much. But more so, a team like Kaiser Chiefs, you know, when plus in the Premier Soccer League, I mean, the other time we're talking about the issue from Marisbeck, where this young man, Sike Nzov, was aiming less than 3,000 rand. Monty Zamin, aiming less than 3,000 rand. And they've got a knack to tell you that, no, this thing is from the players are from the development, and as a result, that's why they were getting there. There is no player that plays in the Premier Soccer League with a contract that was signed in the development. You sign a contract with the league so that it can be registered with the league. You cannot play with the contract that, was, uh, that you were using at the lower ranks and the lower levels in terms of dealing with, I mean, and, and you want to play with it in the, in, the, in the league. So they are just telling us absolutely nothing. They are... They are Selling these young boys uh, uh, dreams, and there are fundamental uh, reasons why we need to change this thing because it impacts on the lives of the player. A very simple example, Brett, is this: Should this player have anything happen to him between him commuting from work uh, to home or from home to work, and he's or he's got an injury that you know would disable him from playing football forever? He's going to be paid peanuts because you are going to pay based on what the player is earning. But it cannot be right. It doesn't make it any right for Chiefs to be saying, or for any club for that matter, to say, no, he signed a contract when he was in that development, therefore we cannot do that. We're saying he's a professional player and he must be respected as such. Mm. Yeah, and I know we are talking Chiefs, and, and I'm going to stick my neck out here as well and, and say it, it's not just Chiefs that this applies to. I'm, I'm pretty certain it's all the clubs across the board where, where these sort of issues are happening. But... So, it, 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 it puts the players in a difficult situation, especially if you put yourself in a, in a youngster who, who, who maybe grew up on the streets of, of wherever, and, and he dreamed of one day playing for Amakosi, and that was, that was what he wanted to do, and all of a sudden he gets an opportunity to, 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 to sign a contract. It, how, how is he ever going to turn around and say, I'm not going to work for that? That's his dream. What can a player do in a situation like this? 
no break. That's fundamentally why we wanted the system to change. For as long as you are still following the current system, the system that is not professionalized, the game that is not regularized, we are still going to remain with issues of this magnitude. We have said, I mean, for the players, it's going to be very difficult for a youngster. You know, okay, Pavuma is 21, but he's not necessarily a youngster, but he's a youngster in terms of South African football. This boy has signed his first contract. He's got no idea of what's happening in that. Firstly, they don't even uh, 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 got taught about this thing at, uh, at, at school or whatsoever. But he is a player who aspires to play professional football. He wants to play football, and he gets exploited. And my plea as well goes to the agents, because, you see, when you see an agent, an agent will be saying to a player as well, just sign here, all right? Sign for the first two years. You know, in the next three, four, five years, you'll then be able to make your money and stuff and all that. It cannot be, because during that process, these players continue to enrich the clubs. They're making it easier for the clubs, but they themselves are not going to be able to do that. Now, what needs to be done, in our view, is that we need to professionalize, regularize, uh, and, and form, uh, and, and have regulations in terms of how football is run in this country. And secondly, the players themselves, at some point, they need to understand as well that their labor is their strong point, and that needs to change. But until such a time that we have all these issues which are fundamental to the contract or to the employment conditions of the players, life will never change for the players. Let us implement the minimum wage as it were, and this thing will eliminate all this thing. But we also need to look at issues of financial fair play. These things are happening because a lot of things are hidden. We don't even know what is the cost of clubs. Clubs are making money, and each time the players want to come and get money, they will tell you that, no, we don't have, we are struggling, uh, this and that and the other and the fourth. But that cannot be. So we want financial uh, fair play that each and everyone who comes into football needs to, at least there must be a due diligence in terms of what needs to happen. Unless we change the system, which is family-based of running football in our country, we will continuously get go back to this point. Because the issue here, it's about, you know, the family, family dynasty. And we cannot have a situation where those who are, are directly impacted in terms of the uh, uh, tools of production, they are the ones who are mostly uh, affected and they are not getting anything. Those, all these things, in our view, they really need to change. And the PSL must just, you know, stop being very arrogant. And they must come to the table and negotiate and make sure that uh, they protect the very same uh, uh, people who are giving them money. So, where's the pressure going to come from? Where, where's the change going to come? I can't see the club owners uh, standing up and saying, yes, we want, to, we want to pay those sort of wages to, to our, our second and third team players. Uh, is, is it up to the players to, to stand up? And, and again, you, you've got a player who's a regular first-team starter. He's making a good living. Uh, is he going to risk standing up for someone who, who possibly might never uh, make it into, into the, the starting lineup? It, it's, it's, it's quite a difficult situation. It's a very difficult situation, Brad, but it's the situation is none, in this situation, it, 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 it can be done. You'd recall that PSA, for an example, in England, for them to be where they are today, players had to stand together and be counted. Recently, it was La Liga, all right? The players, just I think about two, three years ago, they, the players, top players, we're talking the, your, your likes of Puyos, your likes of Ronaldo, your likes of Messi at the time, you know, uh, the likes of Villas, they were in the forefront of the struggle saying, we are not going to start the league unless all the other players in this league needs are taken care of, you know. So it was about identifying 
and agreeing that there's a common goal here and there's a bigger picture. Because, you see, if we stop thinking like I'm a fifth-team player, I'm making the, the lineup year in, year out, I mean, or week in, week out, we will start as a league, ourselves, I mean, as, as players, start thinking big and start saying, okay, where do we need to go? Because this is about generations to come. We believe with the education that we continue giving the players that at some point they will have to appreciate that and we will move and say, look, we have done it all. Now it's time for us to down tool and push. There's nothing that's going to change unless the players themselves come together, organize themselves as a class for themselves. They need to realize and say, this is our mission. What is our mission? Our mission is to ensure that we are going to change football uh, in this country once and for all. And we believe that the players can be able to do that. Nobody else is going to do it for them if they're not going to do it. I always say, let us take lessons from the, you know, the kids who are at high school, who are at tertiary. They are able to go on strike. The kids who are at high school through their uh, organization, they are able to go on strike and say, we are not going to write exams. Because the only thing that they know is the power that they have. The generation of 76 did the same thing, Brett. We need to do that. We need to count that. And we need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Here's a critical example. What's going to happen if Bavuma tomorrow picks up at Kaiser Cheese with a personal sponsor? Chiefs will be saying, no, you cannot do this, as they did with your justly uh, uh, business when they had a problem with your Itumel and Kunes and stuff. You say, but you cannot bring this because we've got our own uh, uh, sponsor, sponsors and stuff and all that. So this thing, they cannot be, they cannot pick and choose which one goes there. When a player brings his own sponsorship, a player is not allowed to do that. But they want to exploit the image of the players and so forth. That has to stop. And the players themselves need to realize that, that football is a very short career. And part of making money is to ensure that part of that, you have that image right of yours and you exploit on those issues. It is a very thorny issue, and uh, yeah, I really do hope we do see some change. We'll have to uh, watch this one very carefully. Once again, the door is open if Kaiser Chiefs or any one of the other clubs uh, who were mentioned tonight uh, on those sort of wages. Uh, we'd love to chat to you, and uh, we know it is the off-season, but uh, I think it is an issue that does need to be discussed. Well, Khanu, thank you so much for your time this evening. Once again, much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to air our views, and uh, we hope that Chiefs will do the right things. All the clubs in the Premier Soccer League We'll do the right thing. Hey, bro, you look like you need a friend. I just can't be home before 9 p.m., man. I need to get home after my wife falls asleep. Oh, I had that problem also, man. Who said I had a problem? Relax, brother. You're not alone. Men's Clinic can help you. You just need to SMS help to 32110. Or WhatsApp 072-315-2574. They will help you with all male health problems. Men's Clinic International. Specializing in male sexual health. PSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. As we head towards the end of this evening's show, chatting some more football now, and there's uh, lots on the go. Obviously, in the middle of the the sort of off-season Ned Bank Cup coming up the final. Uh, we've got some CAF uh, Champions League action coming up and we're joined now by the editor of Kef, uh, Kickoff Magazine, Sibusiso Mzukiliso. Sibusiso, uh, welcome on to SAFM this evening. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. It's quite a weird time in, in the season. I mean, the, the league's done. Uh, we've just completed the, the promotion pro, uh, relegation playoffs. We've got Champions League action midweek. We've got Nedbank Cup final coming up. Uh, it's, I don't know about you, but I feel quite weird about this whole thing. Yeah, no, this is uh, definitely silly season. Um, pre-season is always littered with 
um, one or two stories of player transfers, a whole lot going on. Uh, players are on holiday, so Lord knows what they can get up to now, eating stuff that they probably weren't allowed to eat throughout <laughs> the season and drinking things that they probably would not have been drinking if they were still in active football. But um, it, it's a nice break for some guys that have been playing all year round. A lot of um, teams have been involved in CAF Champions League football, like Mamelodi Sundowns, who are still involved in, in that, by the way. Um, but a lot of their players were given about a week after the Bafana Bafana uh, international window, and, and they regrouped, and obviously they flew to Tunisia to to resume hostilities there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just one of those weird times where we're all sitting on edge and we, we kind of don't know what's, what's, what's going to be what. It's a bit of a slow preseason. Um, I haven't heard many major news. I think by now, this time last year, we'd heard some movement regarding Ramash and Pachele. We'd heard some movement regarding Sibusi Sovila. Guys are going to stand down. So it's, it's a bit slow, but I think it's going to finish with a very, very high crescendo. What are some of the stories? I mean, you guys at Kickoff have got your ear to the ground probably better than, than anyone does. Is there is there anything sort of big big movements, rumours that we that we should know of? No, look uh, at the moment everyone's watching Lebuhang Manyama. He's the standout player of the season, of course, top scored in the Absa Premiership with 13 goals, and I expect him to do a clean sweep at the PSL Awards later on. And uh, a lot of a lot of um, uh, rumors, a lot of hints, a lot of banter between uh, the social media accounts, both by Mayamas and and a few by Mamelodi Sundowns players, as well as the official Mamelodi Sundowns account, where they sort of tweeted Mayama this or Mayama that. There was one where they said that in an Instagram post that we'll see you soon or can't wait to see you or something to that effect. And Manyama posted a picture of his Bafana teammates who are Sundowns players, um, uh, who happen to be Temba Zwane and I think and, and Tebuho Langaman. So I don't know if he was hinting that he'll be joining Langaman and Zwane pretty soon. So there's been a, a little bit of that. And um, of course, the Chiefs uh, uh, clearing out once again, having another clearance sale this season. Of course, we know last year they released 20 players. And this year, they've already let go of seven, uh, one of which uh, Michelle Katsavira is going to have to go out on loan. Uh, but yeah, we, 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 we don't know who's going to be the marquee transfer yet, but I would keep an eye out on the kickoff.com site for news on Lebohar Manyama. Brilliant stuff. Well, there's, uh, I mean, as far as players, there hasn't been too much movement. There's been lots of coach movement uh, over the last couple of weeks. And uh, the big one last week, obviously, Benny McCarthy going to Cape Town City to replace uh, Eric Tinkler, who's gone to Supersport, who's replacing Stuart Baxter, who's gone to Bafana. Big, big move that for Benny. And, and uh, City, City showing some faith in, in someone who doesn't have too much coaching experience. Yeah, no, huge move for Benny McCarthy. I think it's the right team, the right chairman, and the right move for Benny McCarthy at this particular juncture of his career, starting out a team with not a lot of expectations. And the, the, what we're hearing from the players themselves that are Cape Town City players, of course, um, which Benny will rely on heavily, is that they're pretty excited to have Benny uh, join the locker room. Of course, he's going to have to uh, wield some level of discipline on some players that he used to actually play against and some he used to play with. I mean, he's played against the likes of Manyama when 
Uh, my name was at X, and he was at Orlando Pirates. And he's played against Robin Johannes, whom he's very close friends with. And Robin Johannes, um, is still at Cape Town City, uh, said to us that, look, they understand that Benny is now the coach, you know, that, that, that friendship has to not enter the door into the training room. Um, and it's just about giving him respect. I think Benny's made the right move. I'm not sure Eric Tinker's made the, the right move. He's leaving behind a platform that has been laid out for him, sort of a, a nice cushion is one, a trophy in his first season with Cape Town City. The superseded expectations. People expected them to crumble after they, uh, a lot of their players didn't want to be involved in this new Cape Town venture and preferred to go their, their separate ways after John Comites bought out Pumalana Black Aces. So of the guys that stayed, I thought Tinkler would have built on, they confirmed the signing of Ayanna Patosi coming in from overseas, a guy we haven't actually seen in the PSL, um, but whom I'm excited about seeing again in, a, in, in his home environment. He's from Cape Town. Uh, he knows the lay of the land. And that team, uh, the less pressure there is on that team, the better they play, you know. And I think what has really sabotaged them uh, from going all out in terms of the absolute premiership has been games where they've done exceedingly well. They've not been able to um, follow that up with another brilliant result. And I'll use an example where they beat Kaiser Chiefs 3-2 in a thriller. And that, for me, was the game of the season. And they followed that up with a defeat to Marisburg United, who were nowhere really on the log. They weren't going to get relegated. They weren't going to win any honors. They, they were in the top eight contention. But to lose to Marisburg United shows a lot of la- lack of concentration, lack of experience. I thought Tinkler would have then used the season to try and get over and iron those kinds of uh, uh, shins in their armor and try to build a really, really strong Cape Tonian team. But instead, he's chosen to go to a mega club, Super Sport United, where he's going to be expected to win. And um, But the great thing is that John Cominto has done the, the great thing of, of bringing in a new face. Uh, we're tired of seeing the same Ernst Minendorf's uh, getting the same jobs and Roger Desars and everybody else just passing the ball around amongst each other. It's great to see a new face. And uh, I do hope he stays as long as he possibly can because it means fantastic quotes for us to put up online. <laughs> sure, and it's yeah. I, I like Benny as well. I, I think he's he's done a, a lot for South African football, and I think he's still got a lot to offer. So it'll be interesting to see how he does do uh, now in Cape Town City. So, so thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM. Much appreciated. Uh, we look forward to to keeping an eye on that kickoff.com website, and uh, we know you guys get lots of scoops, so we'll be watching it very closely in the off season to see who's going where. And that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap, the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo this evening. Uh, just a quick football update for you. 3-2, the final score between Germany and Australia. And that's it. We're running slightly over. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks to my producer, John Herricke, this evening. Coming up next, it is uh, the talk shop with Nelly Maleo. Right now, though, it is one minute past seven and time for you.